so probably about a year or so into doing mammography, um, I had a patient come to the mammography department looking for me, a woman that I didn't know, you know, just asking for Miranda. You're thinking you're in trouble. For some reason, I don't know why we all think that, like who wants me, why, (laughs) you know? So I went out to see what this woman wanted. She said, are you Miranda? And I said, yes. And she just embraced me, gave me a full on hug and squeezed. And I stood there awkwardly with my arms down by my side, wondering why is this strange lady hugging me? She then let go and kind of put her hands on my shoulders and had me, you know, was looking at me face to face and said, I want you to know that you saved my life. I said, what, I, what do you mean? And so she said, um, you did my mammogram about, you know, six, eight months ago and um, I had breast cancer and I've gone all the way through my treatment and I'm on my way to recovery. But the doctor always told me that if you hadn't done such a good job pulling me in, they never would have found my cancer because it was pretty far back against my chest wall. She said, I just wanted you to know that you did a really good job and you know, keep up the work that you're doing because you're literally saving lives. And of course, you know, she was crying, which made me cry. At the time, I did not know that what I did was making a difference. I was just doing a job. And so that inspired me to always pay attention to the details, to give every patient the best that I can despite how tired I might be or how irritated I am with their behavior, potentially, how long of a day it's been, what I have going on at home, you know, for those five minutes that she's with me, I owe it to her and I owe it to myself to give the best that I can give and to fight for, you know, the extra millimeters because it's in those millimeters that we are saving lives. Welcome to MTMI's podcast, where MTMI stands for much too much information because you'll learn everything you'll need to know about the wonderful field of medical imaging. My name is Sydney and I'll be your host. For today's episode, I sat down with our initial training in mammography instructors, Miranda Lyman-Hager, RTRM, and Michelle Sissel, RTRMBU, to learn about how you too can become a mammographer. Miranda is a mammography positioning specialist that works with new technologists to cross-train them into the modality and seasoned technologists to improve their positioning skills. She got her start in the field about 21 years ago. Well, ironically enough, it just came with a job that I took. I went to interview for a position and they said, we'd have to cross-train you in mammography for you to take this job. Would that be okay? And I accepted because it was a good offer and more money, but I wasn't thrilled about having to learn mammography, but, (laughs) and I really didn't think I was going to be any good at it, but eventually it's, you know, turned itself around. And now I teach people for a living. When I was in x-ray school, they did the 40 hour course in mammography. So I had already had that unbeknownst to me. I didn't realize that, you know, that I had it. I knew I went through, you know, section of that in x-ray school but it actually covered the specifics needed, you know, per the law. So all I had to do was 25 supervised mammograms when I started this job and then go from there and learn the quality control and all that stuff. So I did 25 supervised mammograms. I got a letter from my x-ray school that said that they had done the 40 hour course with me and I was ready to go from there. So we 
just taught me all the things about that specific clinic, those doctors' expectations, the QC for that machine we used, and went from there. So it was, it worked out pretty good. It was on-the-job training, um, but a lot of mammographers are taught that way. Michelle had a similar start. She began in x-ray about 23 years ago and then worked her way into women's imaging with over 16 years of experience in mammography and 10 years of breast ultrasound. So when I was in radiography school through the Mayo Clinic here in Rochester, Minnesota, they give you the background to start your mammography training. So you have to have that 25 supervised exams with somebody to start your process. Um, and then also the didactic part of it. So they gave me that foundation. Um, so since I already had that background when I was in my workplace, they really needed mammographers. So they really kind of pushed us to try it. And so I decided to try it. I did like it and it just gave me something else to do other than just x-ray. So that's how my path went. When a person is thinking about entering the field of mammography, how should they start that process? So if you're thinking about mammography, um, first of all, if someone's pushing you into it, you really need to assess if you feel like it's right for you. And I think starting with watching exams, you're going to encounter things that you don't like. There is hidden things under the breast. You have to be okay with that. And it's okay if you're not. If you're not, then it's not for you. But if you can get past it and and really realize that this is something you want to continue with, starting with going in on some exams, then starting the actual process and learning about it more, then I think this is the career for you and it's only going to get better with time. First steps after they have now decided they want to and they've hopefully shadowed would be to look into a program. You are going to want to make sure that the program is accredited and covers all the material mandated by the MQSA law. The MQSA law requires that we have a 40-hour course and specific to mammography, and then we get supervised for 25 mammograms. And then you're released to go out on your own, go in the room by yourself, and then there's a whole list of things you have to complete before you can sit for your boards. And that gets you started um, with being able to be a legal technologist under the MQSA law. Then if you want to become registered, there's like a whole slew of other things you have to do. You have to continue to document so many mammograms and special procedures, do quality control a certain number of times. And that's a big undertaking if you don't have a job already outlined for you. Um, getting a clinic to let you come in the door to do this work can be challenging. And so being prepared to take on that challenge. And then outside of just learning how to do the positioning, do the exam, it doesn't stop there. There's a lot of things that has to be done after that patient gets the mammogram. There's tracking that has to be done. A lot of paperwork and a lot of, you know, follow up. And a lot of techs aren't, they don't know that. Most of the time in x-ray, you, you get a piece of paper that says, here's what you're doing today on this patient. You go and do it, and then you're done. You walk away, and you never have to think about that again. Um, and in mammography, it never stops. It's a constant evolution of what happens next, what happens next. Um, and so a lot of people aren't prepared for that part of it, and they don't enjoy that part of it. They just want to be the person that goes in and takes the pictures. And so being having that understanding of what's your role going to be in this job, will you be all by yourself and responsible for all of it? 
Um, or are you going to have a team and do you get to be the tech that just takes the pictures or will you be the most responsible tech in the department who has to do all the quality control, all the follow up, you know, the accreditation process, the inspections. Um, it's a lot of pressure and some people don't want that. So far, if you think that mammography is the career for you and you're looking into cross-training programs, head over to mtmi.net for more information on our initial training in mammography course. You'll learn from Miranda and Michelle all the information needed to become a certified and registered mammographer. Plus, by listening to this podcast, you get an exclusive coupon code that gives you 15% off the program. Use the code MMPOD at checkout. Now back to the episode. After completing a program and becoming a legal certified mammographer, a person new in the field can expect a number of things from patients. Starting with why? A lot of people will say, and you'll get a lot of patients who'll come in and be like, why do you do this? It's, you know, it's a breast. And I tell them it's just like a foot. Now being an x-ray, it's like a foot x-ray. It's like a finger x-ray to me. All I'm trying to do is get the best picture I can so that a diagnosis can properly be made. And to me, it doesn't matter if it's a breast or a foot. I've just really grown to love this area of the imaging department and radiology. Additionally, you can expect to learn a lot within your first year on the job. I would say within six months, I felt pretty good on an average patient. As long as they seemed, you know, average height and weight, I could do it. But it probably took a good year to get comfortable with anybody that was outside of the average zone. It definitely took a while to get in the swing of things. So, you know, when we're regular x-ray techs, it takes not very long to get proficient at the new things that you learn. You go to school for a couple of years and you learn every exam one by one, but it's pretty much just do one, do one, teach one kind of world we live in. And so, but mammography is so different than everything else. You can be shown a hundred times how to do it and still fumble through it. And it you get frustrated pretty quickly and you feel like you're just not worthy (laughs) but it gets it gets easier in time it's just giving yourself the grace to you know get through that time frame so that first year it's really rocky um it takes a while to feel comfortable and confident but it does it comes together in good time so what would you say your biggest challenge was that you had to overcome my biggest challenge was the mlo view And it is, I think, for just about everybody. I went into it thinking, I have no idea how to even approach this, but I'm just going to wing it. (laughs) And people would show me things and they would say, does that make sense? And I would say yes out loud, but I meant no. (laughs) It makes no sense. I have no idea what you're saying. I think for all of us, it's getting muscle, um, getting enough of it on the MLO view. So I think that's probably was my biggest challenge. And that's where a lot of us start is just understanding the concept of how to position the arm correctly, where to stand them next to the machine in order to get it. And I understand it now, but back then I didn't know what I was missing to to make it happen. So what I think also is very important for your new mammographers is to take on challenges. And those challenges are implants come in, disability patients, patients that take two people, Don't shy away from those patients in the beginning because this is your time 
to ask questions, to fumble a little bit. We are okay with that. Um, but when it gets to be six months, a year later, and you're shying away from implants or unsure of them, um, it's uncomfortable for you. And it's showing your coworkers that maybe you aren't as outgoing and ready to jump into this as they would like you to be. So jump into them, take those implant patients, take those challenges, and it'll make you a better mammographer and a more comfortable mammographer. You're ready for anything at any time. I think as we learn, we just watch, you know, we watch what somebody else is doing and then we try to simulate that, but we're not really putting together, you know, the technical um, terms, like with everything else, there is a specific place where you put your central ray, um, a specific palpable anatomy that you're supposed to be feeling for, looking for. It's difficult to put names to that sometimes. And it's not translated well when one tech is teaching another tech, they just, you know, like I said, they just watch and then they try to copy. And so I like the idea of getting everybody to put a name to it. This is exactly where you're supposed to be positioning. This is what you work with in order to make that happen. Um, get them to understand, you know, those technical terms so that they can flow in a, in a way that gets them everything that they want without running themselves ragged. Every situation's different. Every patient's different. I still, to this day, am open to learning from other people. I watch what they do. If you go in and help a, another coworker, I'm watching them. I'm watching the reaction, and I'm learning from it. So I think just day-to-day -day understanding every day is different, every patient's different, and every situation's different. Be open to understanding, learning, and giving some um, positive reinforcement to every coworker, and, and receiving that also is a, an important part of my career. It takes time. I mean, I used to be a fumbly mess, just like everybody else. That's where we all start. Um, and despite the fact that I make it look fluid and easy, it took me time to get there. And so everybody starts at the bottom and has to work their way up and, you know, believe in yourself and believe in the process because it takes longer than you think. But if you hang in there, you'll get there like the rest of us did. Thank you all for listening to the MTMI podcast where MTMI stands for much too much information about the field of medical imaging. We hope you learned more about how to become a mammographer and remember to use the coupon code found in this episode to begin your own journey with us at MTMI. Now for some final words from our instructors on why they remain in women's imaging. What keeps me going is just the fact that her life doesn't stop here. It doesn't have to. The fact that I did my job and my radiologist did their job. We together found this cancer at an early enough stage that yeah, she's gonna go through some stuff, but she's going to survive. She doesn't have to die because of this cancer where for so many generations, you know, you heard the word cancer and you thought it was a death sentence. And because of the, the work that we do and get to be a part of, we're saving more lives than we're losing. That we make you part of the family. You are part of our family because we are the breast imaging family. Mm -hmm.